0: What up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick and check it out. The Warriors beat the Memphis Grizzlies handily. And weirdly enough, that game was like super relaxed. I mean, they had a huge lead the whole time. It just feels like a lot of recent games have had a lot of weird drama. I mean, I guess when you're losing and getting blown out, there's drama. When Steph trips, falls backwards, hurts his tailbone. There's drama. But this one, it was just like free. <laughs> the Warriors were in command. Everybody got touches. Everybody played. And that's it. It's a W in the win column. This felt like one of those old dynasty wins where they just show up and they win. And Memphis, not a great team, but also one of those teams that is hovering around 500. That John Morant 180 layup past Draymond. That was insane. But yeah, there were a lot of good things. Everybody seemed to contribute. Hey, and this is a good thing. Like all the Warriors players have played significant minutes at some point in the season. Well, except for Alan Smilogich. And so, you know, this is part of Kerr's philosophy that he's always had throughout his tenure with the Warriors. Like, playing guys at the end of the bench to make sure that they are ready to contribute when called upon. And in this game where Wiseman and Pascal were out because of COVID contact tracing and Steph was out because of the aforementioned tailbone, everybody came in and for the most part played pretty, pretty solidly. Andrew Wiggins, That guy played like Maple Jordan. He played like a $30 million man. He had 40 points on 14 of 24, six for 11 from three, eight boards, four assists, four steals. Yeah. um, Can we get that more often? Jesus. He's actually been playing a lot better than Kelly Oubre. Again, they can't seem to score consistently at the same time. Oubre's Been in a little bit of a funk, yeah, he was hurt. It was originally thought he wasn't going to play, but more power to him. He gave it a go and played 29 minutes, scored four points, but was plus 14. In general, though, I mean, if Wiggins can bring this, if you had to pick between the two, I know that Oubre is the one that everyone's talking about getting traded uh, potentially. And I have talked about that a lot. But Andrew Wiggins, you know, sometimes people say, hey, can you move Andrew Wiggins? Probably not. Not this year, not before the trade deadline. But I mean, this kind of shows you that Wiggins can do more things, of course, than Kelly Oubre. Oubre may have had a really good February and has been more consistent lately with his scoring, with his shooting and stuff. But, you know, Wiggins can create a little bit more. He can pass a little bit better. He may not be as skilled in all those areas as, say, maybe a Kevin Durant, but he definitely has a wider More refined skill set across the board than Kelly Oubre. So, if you had to pick one, I mean, (laughs) if you could move Wiggins' contract for something palatable or something worthwhile, then sure. But just in general, Wiggins is, bottom line, a better player, period. Jordan Poole, what the hell has gotten into that dude? That dude was 10 for 15, three of six from three, scored 25 points. I mean, what? Again, I am totally surprised. All the stuff he's trying is working. He's shooting threes, and now you're kind of expecting them to go in at this point. And yeah, I mean, if he can continue to be consistent, it's only been a handful of games. But if he can do this, that all of a sudden gives the Warriors something that they've been desperately needing. Second unit scoring, someone else they could pair with Steph off the bench to take pressure off of him in terms of scoring, ball handling, creation, all that stuff. This could get interesting, kind of fun to see develop. It's like found money. You know, so many people, including myself, had written Jordan Poole off because he really hadn't shown anything. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, like Jordan Poole. If he's gonna be this good then awesome totally glad they picked up his option for next year because if they didn't they would be kicking themselves over this and that also kind of takes a little bit of pressure off of like say you gotta trade for another scorer obviously Jordan Poole is not like a Zach Levine or a Bradley Beal. by the way neither of those guys are on the trading block but he at least can give if he can give you 10, 12, 13, 15 points a night. Dude, that's huge. Looney had a good game. Everybody's talking about how he can't score, but maybe this was the perfect team for him to play against. In 21 minutes, he was five for six, and he had 11 points. That's the equivalent of Will Chamberlain scoring 100 points. If he can do that, great. Anyway, I'm also keeping my eye on that Suns-T-Wolves game tonight because the T-Wolves, as I've been talking about, They have a lot of talent, and I'm glad they lost a lot early on in the season, because I was worried that once Cat came back and once he got into a rhythm, that they would start picking up steam and improving their record. And I do think that there is a really good chance, which is kind of a bad chance if you're a Warriors fan, that the Wolves could eventually dig themselves out of last place in the league, which would hurt the Warriors' chances of getting the 4th or 5th pick because the top 3 bottom feeders all have the same probability, same odds of getting the first, second and third pick. But the thing about the last team in the league is that they're guaranteed a top 5 pick. So again, the Warriors pick can be either 4th or 5th because it's top 3 protected stays with Minnesota if it lands in the top 3. But if it's 4 or 5, it goes to the Warriors, right? So That's what happens if they're last place. If they're second to last place, then it opens up to the fourth, fifth, and sixth pick. So you don't want the sixth pick in a five-tier one player draft. And then if they finish third to last, then that opens them up to the sixth and seventh pick, with the highest odds being for the sixth pick. This is kind of out of the Warriors' control. Maybe they should trade it before Minnesota starts climbing up the standings. All the Warriors can do is beat the Timberwolves whenever they play them again. If they do, I haven't looked at the schedule. I wish they could play them like 10 more times. (laughs) But the Timberwolves are trying to win and other teams at the bottom of the league are trying to lose. I know I'm kind of repeating myself from the last episode, but this is just very much on my mind because (laughs) because the Wolves actually beat the Phoenix Suns and that's a team that has whooped the warriors twice and is one of the better teams in the western conference top four easy so yeah keep your eyes on that anyway the warriors get the grizzlies again on saturday so we'll see how that goes we'll see if the warriors can sweep this baseball series or if the grizzlies make adjustments to slow the warriors down And we'll also see if Steph plays. So I'll check you out then. This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to follow and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And be sure to check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash National Film Society. You can listen to episodes on there if you prefer. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.